Time to get real, reality TV aficionados. Welcome to the Giorgio Says Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Giorgio Takanakis, and I'm here serving you the juiciest updates on all your favorite reality shows weekly, as well as the hottest pop culture trends and even exclusive interviews that will leave you wanting more. This podcast will keep you on the edge of your seat. We definitely need to talk about this. The Giorgio Says Podcast starts now. Right. What is up, everyone? How is everyone doing? I am very excited. If you haven't noticed, I have revamped the branding of the podcast. Also, there's going to be an episode Monday through Friday. That is correct. So I'm very excited about that. That means you're going to get an episode every single day, which means you're going to be fully up to date on all the Bravo Liberty news and recaps. But before I get into today's episode, I want to start shouting out a new business I had put on my Instagram stories a little while back uh, that I wanted to show the love because you guys always show me the love. And I know a lot of you guys have a lot of small businesses So um, I have been getting flooded with emails, so thank you very much. And so this week, we will be featuring a small business from one of my followers who owns ShopSecondWind.com, and we will see an ad from their business later in the episode. But I do want to let you guys know, if you do have a small business and you would like me to shout it out on the podcast here... Uh, please email your information about your business, the website, a little bit about it, and send that to info at georgiotakanakis.com. And we will add it to the list and let you know when your ad is featured for the podcast that week. All right. So, wow, it's been a long weekend, it feels like, even though it wasn't a long weekend. But I just realized summer is almost over and I can't even believe it. It just feels like yesterday was like May, you know, like we were just getting into summer, but then now it seems like it's going to be over, which isn't the worst thing in the world because that means we are just a few months closer to BravoCon in Vegas, which I'm super excited. I will be seeing you guys there. Um, And also we have a ton of new shows coming out in the fall and winter. So we're going to be jam-packed, I feel like. So it's been nice to have Um, a little downtime. There's not been too many crazy, crazy things going on in the Bravo universe, but uh, we do need to discuss some hot topics that are currently um, trending on people's news feeds and Instagram feeds and TikToks and YouTube homepages. Um, Wherever you get your daily dose of Bravo, I'm sure you're seeing some of these topics I'm about to touch on. But uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, obviously, if you've been living under a rock, you missed out on the three-part interview that Bethany Frankel had with Rachel Levis. Now, if you want to see those recaps, I did them um, for all three parts, and they're on my TikTok. So you can head on over to at Giorgio Says on TikTok, and you will find them labeled. And I give you pretty much a, a... quick rundown recap of what was discussed. There were some parts of the interview that were 
it wasn't anything new. Like it was kind of like they kind of went over some of the stuff again and pretty much they kind of stuck to the narrative of the abuse that Raquel uh endured while going through Scandaval and then where she's at now financially, you know, versus Tom and Ariana, specifically Ariana. Um, she also did ask Bravo to pay her the same as Tom and Ariana and reimburse her for her mental health treatment, but they declined on both. So it is official that Raquel, uh, sorry, Rachel is not going to be coming back to Vanderpump Rules or reality TV from what she told Bethany um, on the interview. And a lot of people are giving Bethany a lot of slack for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, we have the reality reckoning that is happening. And then we have this interview that took place with Rachel, where it's clear that there was things pulled from Rachel's experience that fit the narrative of what's going on with this whole reality reckoning situation. However, a lot of people shot Bethany down for exploiting Rachel and then saying that Bravo did the same thing and, oh, you didn't pay her. And are you going to split the ad revenue from your, your podcast with Rachel? It, there's just a lot of noise around Bethany and what her intentions were around having Rachel on her podcast. I mean, clearly it was an important enough conversation that Bethany went to Arizona to do it. Um, also, Rachel's people called Bethany. So, I mean, I give you pretty much my view on this on the TikTok recaps, but, you know, I'm kind of in the middle with this. I see both sides of it, but I also see that there's important things being discussed within this reality reckoning that I think are important. And, you know, I'm always a fan of someone's got to get the conversation started. You may not like the person, but doesn't necessarily mean that you have to bash the person because I feel like that takes away from what the bigger picture and all this is, which is just fair and financial equity for everyone. Everyone should be safe. Everyone should be treated well. Um, no one should be going through some of the things that are alleged in that letter to NBC uh, Universal and Bravo. But nonetheless, there are a ton of reality stars like Dorinda um, who are not going to jump on this bandwagon and don't want to be a part of the narrative. So not everyone's on board with it. And I can understand why. I mean, if they're currently waiting to, you know, possibly get back on TV, if they have filmed something already, or they're currently filming something, I understand why they wouldn't obviously want to uh, bite the hand that feeds them, you know? So I think from what I've seen, a lot of the people that are on board with this are people that are not on the shows anymore. So, it, you know, it should be interesting to see how this continues to unfold. But I think that a lot of people are going to be watching to see like who comes out and speaks up about this. Because uh, of, as of right now, it doesn't seem like people are ready to take that leap. So we'll definitely keep you updated on that. Now, over um, in Atlanta, now listen, if you guys have noticed, I haven't really been recapping uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, but it's really because it's gotten to the point where there's not anything cohesive going on. I can't follow the story. I feel like there was five episodes that should have just been one episode. And so I know we're at the tail end and I believe the finale is next week. 
They've already shot the reunion. I don't even know what the season was about. I don't know what any of the ladies' storylines were, but what I have seen is um, that, you know, there was a scene where Kenya filmed with all of the ladies except one from the cast at her new uh, spa salon situation, which we didn't really get to see her building that out, which is strange. Also, it could be that they're cutting the scene out with the spa. I don't know. It's really hard to try to figure out why they would cut that out because if that's her main, you know, storyline for the season, we didn't really get to see her doing much with the build out or the construction. There was a few scenes shot in there, but apparently we we're not going to get that scene next week on the finale, but who knows? It could also have something to do with the fact that when Kenya was on um, Carlos King, maybe like it's clear to her too that, you know, Bravo is not showing her storyline. Whatever that story was, we're not seeing it. Um, So it seems like they're pissed with her. But you know what? To be fair, at least Kenya did acknowledge that she doesn't have a good story this season. So in that regard, I appreciate that because I I can't stand when people think they've got this like major storyline going on, but they're not bringing anything. And whether it's the editors or it's just Kenya's not challenged by the current cast or is not interested, it seems like it's more of like they're not interested. And Candy as well. I think Candy's a different situation. I think Candy, you know, I think they should just go ahead and keep feeding her the spinoff projects. And, you know, I think it's time for her to maybe exit Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm, you know, I'm fearing that after the season, they may rethink the cast in its entirety because I just don't think it's meshing I I really don't and it's clear I mean I guess we'll see what happens at the reunion but I honestly I don't I don't foresee it being that juicy of a reunion unless they start bringing in other things that weren't on the show which very well could be the case to try to build something for the season ahead for themselves but I honestly I don't I don't really I feel like everyone kind of faded into the background at this point and it's there is nothing really going on it's just random scenes and interactions but nothing is kind of gluing together so i don't know how they'll wrap it up for the finale but it will be interesting and it, i will be keeping my ears to the ground because it, it, there's so much chatter out on the specifically on twitterverse where everyone wants and instagram too but people really do want this has to be like rebooted but then you know as much as i love real housewives of new york which i'm going to recap the latest episode later on this episode for you guys i have seen the ratings and they're not great for the roni reboot but i also feel like that's not really it's not really fair because we don't see the streaming numbers. And I've said this before, I feel like people are watching TV differently. People stream the next day. So I'd be interested to see like the total numbers, like as a package, considering those factors before I like really went in on how I felt about the overall success of the show. I really do feel like it's slowly picking up with people. I continue to recap it. Um, I'm recapping it on this podcast episode. I will continue to recap it. I fully enjoy the cast but it's either they are going to follow suit with with Atlanta doing the same thing but see here's the thing if they do that they're to me it's a bigger gamble with Atlanta because that's another beloved franchise 
And if they don't get it right, or if it takes too long, it will be forgotten. And then when it does come back, I fear that it, you know, if we keep doing this, I feel like viewers are slowly just going to let go of, of these certain franchises. And listen, I loved OG New York, but I'm starting to love the newbies. And I feel like that could happen with Atlanta, but I don't think it should. I just wish it wasn't going to. I, I just don't think it's going to take one or two replacements on this current cast to to make it better. I think we need a whole new vibe and energy. And and it's clear a lot of these ladies, they don't really have much to bring. And the things they are bringing don't really make sense. It's just, it, it's just produced moments and pe some people like Marlo having to really work much harder just because there's not much going on says a lot. I agree with Nini there. Nini said the same thing on Carlos King. Um, so, you know, we'll have to just wait and see, I guess, with the finale to see how they close all the storylines out. I don't know if I should call them storylines because who's had a cohesive storyline this season? Ah, but at least we got to see Cynthia. Cynthia's um, popped back in from the initial uh, scene that they cut out of hers. I think they got the message loud and clear, so they've kept Cynthia in, thankfully. We're also going to get to see Cynthia in uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I believe, too, because she filmed at a few events. Um, so she's making her rounds back to our television screens, and I actually wouldn't mind seeing Cynthia come back to Atlanta I'm open. I, I never disliked Cynthia. Was she always bringing it? No, but I thought she was a good balance for the cast. Um, I mean, obviously, Portia would be great for her to come back. I just don't know where she's at with that if she would come back. I'm sure if the money was right, she would. Uh, but I guess it really depends, too, on how they decide they want to move forward. Are they going to keep Kenya? It seems like they're pissed off at her. Uh, Candy is too busy for the show, it seems like. So... I don't think Sheree's going to be able to anchor the show, even though she's an OG. That's just my opinion. I love Sheree as well, but I think she's got other fish to fry, like the She Buys Sheree stuff and building out all that um, business stuff that she's got going on in the background. And I don't know, is I guess her and Martell are just friends. So that was, that was her storyline, I guess, Martell, which we didn't really get into that much. It's just been like some squabble here and there, and he's popped in and out. I don't know, you guys. I guess it is what it is when it comes to that. I mean, it could just be just another... Atlanta went through this before Kenya and Portia joined, where they were kind of going down the street. But I don't think it was this bad, where people just weren't watching. Or maybe it was. I don't think it was, though, because Nini was still on. And she was still bringing it back then. So I feel like it was just the ratings had dropped, but they were probably still really high. I just feel like people have tuned out of this season specifically because it just feels like the ladies are just not connected at all. Like there's no real friendships there. Um, last topic I wanted to talk about was, so Kyle was uh, spotted with her family in Italy, uh, cruising around on a beautiful boat. Uh, she was also, uh, she had posted that she was a, uh, showing that she was working out on the said boat. Uh, but she posted a photo with her daughters and Mauricio was obviously in the photo as well. And a lot of people were like, this is so confusing. You know, like, thought you guys were like separated and what's going on over here with Morgan? Listen, whether or not they really are 
separated or they're working it out or they end up divorcing, whatever happens, I don't wish that on them. But if they do decide to go their separate ways, I don't see them being the couple that doesn't vacation together anymore. I think that if they did go their separate ways, they would still be in a, they would still be in each other's lives and they would continue to take those family vacations because I think that's important to them is that family unit and structure. I do believe that. So whether or not they stay together or they don't, like if they don't stay together, I don't see the shock value in them being on vacations together. We also really don't know the full story because they, you know, not they, I will say Kyle is more um, the one that kind of is throwing out these things for people to speculate on, but then gets mad when people speculate. And it's just this weird cycle, but you know, I'm counting down the days for the Beverly Hills trailer because, you know, it's supposed to come out in November. So I'm hoping like mid-October, early October. Can we get it in early November at least, Bravo? I, I mean, don't make us wait too long. So, but um, all right. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to dive into the latest episode of Real Housewives of New York anniversary not sorry we'll be right back elevate your style with shopsecondwind.com New York City's leading Latina owned fashion brand celebrated by JLo, Becky B, Ava Longoria and AOC as seen in Vogue, Elle and more and guess what an unnamed housewife adores them too Exclusive for our listeners, get 20% off this August until August 31st using my special code GiorgioSays20 at checkout. Head on over to shopsecondwind.com and use my code GiorgioSays20 and get you something nice. Shop now. What's up, guys? I wanted to take a few seconds to talk to you guys about Golly Nutrition. Their gummies have been something I have implemented into my daily routine for the last five years, and I am so pleased they are a podcast sponsor. Golly Nutrition is an inventive, people-focused nutrition company committed to providing innovative products that make taking your daily supplements simple and delicious. Their products are formulated with quality ingredients you can pronounce and flavors your taste buds will enjoy. And at the core of it all, they lead with purpose. Golly for Good is an initiative committed to playing a profound role in supporting the health of our planet as well as our local communities. And if you go to golly.com and use my special code, the Giorgio says at checkout, you will receive a special discount. That code again is the Giorgio says. Go to golly.com and check them out. Now let's get back into the episode. All right, welcome back. And now we are getting into the Real Housewives of New York recap. The latest episode was all about Erin um, and her husband's 10-year anniversary party that, that they were throwing to celebrate 10 years of being married, but also they did not get to say vows or write vows for each other when they initially got married. So they are using this party to share their vows with each other. So my thing initially was when I heard that they were going to say vows to each other was, you know, 
oh no, is this like a renewing your vows curse situation? But then I realized, I was like, well, wait a second, there's got to be a loophole there because if they didn't technically say the vows the first time around, then technically this is not a vow renewal situation. This is them saying their vows for the first time. So it's technically like their first wedding officially with vows included. So I think they're safe there. I also would um, like to point out that I really do enjoy them as a couple. It was nice to see her husband uh, be more in the episode. So we got to see them as a couple and see their dynamic a little bit more. But I really think they're a great solid couple. And it seems like they have uh, good heads on their shoulders. And it seemed like they were really excited to celebrate the 10 years and, and, and share their vows with each other. So that was really nice to see. And um, ahead of her party, Aaron was invited by Uba to come to the Jacob and Company uh, jewelry store. Shout out to Jacob and Co. If you guys remember, I don't want to age myself, but if you guys remember in like the, the 2005 to 2009 era, like the Jacob and Co., watches that had like all the multicolor faces with like the diamond uh rimmed face and had all these different like ones like everyone was obsessed with them like I think all the like Paris Hilton Nicole Richie like all the socialites in the early 2000s had the Jacob and Company watch and um so it was nice to like see it now and and see that it's it's still doing amazing and um but yeah so it was very nice of Uba to do that for Aaron. So she got to basically pick out some jewels to wear for her special night. And the earrings that they ended up going with were absolutely like sick. Like they were some sick earrings. So if you saw the episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But what was funny was when she asked how much the earrings were, uh, Jacob was like, they're like $224,000. Like, insane like $224,000 could you imagine spending that much on earrings but nonetheless Aaron turned around and like was like oh my gosh that's like a down payment on a house and I was like a down payment on a house who who's who's what house are you buying like people are not putting 200 and well I don't want to say people there are people probably that do clearly Aaron is one of them because she views $224,000 as a down payment on a house. Um, but nonetheless, uh, she seemed to pick out some really, really sick pieces. Uh, and then unfortunately we don't get to have Uba the rest of this episode, but it's uh, confirmed later in the episode that she tested positive for COVID. So she's not able to make Aaron's anniversary party, sadly. But from there we go shopping with Bryn and Jessel and they are, they seem like they're kind of like frenemy-ish vibes, like not frenemy yet, because they haven't had like a, an issue per se, at least right now. But I can see them being like the two that go back and forth, like they fight, it gets bad, and then they come back together and they're able to, you know, they can, they can play friendly, you know? So I kind of, I get that more from Jessel though, for some reason, I don't know why, but maybe because I was watching it and I was just like watching her body language and the way she was talking. And I was like, oh, she kind of seems messy. You know, like she's kind of, she's more messy than I've given her credit for. So she's talking to Bryn and she's like, did you see the invite for Aaron's uh, anniversary party? It's like, 
the longest list of like sponsors for this thing and like basically like throwing jabs at it and not for nothing when they do show us the invite and they show us how many sponsors are on there i was even like oh my gosh i don't know if i would have maybe put that on the website i don't know if i would have added that to the invite because i do agree a lot of you guys said on the tiktok recap i did that it's kind of cringe and i agree i don't think i would want that on the invite maybe put it somewhere like on like i said on the website or whatever have you or have a place where you post about it at the end and and you give them um it just it's it, it kind of read like it was going to be a concert or a festival like Bryn was joking around saying like it's like a coachella like flyer where it's like brought to you by um so that was funny but very shady so that's what i mean like i feel like jessel's like trying to get messy but i don't know if she's messy or if that's just who she is and she doesn't realize that it's coming off messy but she has to know because it's like you're literally talking the smack and there's a camera right there so but um so then we're at size house and she's hanging out and her husband's there and her kids there and she's discussing with her husband like she's just kind of confused i guess with jessel's reaction um with the whole like the the words like pampered or princess and even the term old money kind of got her annoyed and pissy. So she's kind of trying to break it down. Like how, how can those words be like triggering to her? Why does it make her so defensive? And so her and her husband go sit on the, on, you know, in the living room and he's super logical, which is nice because it changed my perspective on the whole thing. Cause I actually thought I was like, yeah, why? I even said it in one of my recaps, why does she like, that's actually not a bad thing. Like, that's not the worst thing to be, like, associated with in terms of words is all I was saying. But then Sai's husband made a really good point. And he said, well, you know, if you put it, if you put yourself in her shoes and you're, like, running around, you're running your business, you're trying to maintain your household, you're a new mom to twins, that's a lot of stuff to have to shuffle and grind and you know, make sure it's all intact. So, you know, then he was like, maybe, yeah, that that would make me feel like a little pissy too if you called me like pampered or princess because, you know, behind the scenes, that's nothing close to what's going on. So that changed my perspective. So Sai's husband, he's got the logic, which is not always my favorite, but in this case, I appreciated it. Um. So from there, speaking of, of Jessel, Jessel uh, gets her husband to sit down with her because she is adamant about them picking the right preschool for their twins. Um, and they both have a different perspective on what the essentials are for a preschool. I mean, they're like way off. But Jessel really does her best trying to sell the, you know, the two options that she wanted to kind of go with. And it's clear she wants to be associated with a higher level of people. And I get it. You know, you're investing in your child's education and in New York specifically. It's all about where you went to school. She is absolutely correct. So I do understand from her perspective. But it was funny to watch, you know, Hobbit like react to some of the things that she was trying to explain to him, such as like, this is really great because it's, you know, they're an international school. So our child would 
have the opportunity to learn Mandarin. Wouldn't that be great? And he's like, but shouldn't they learn how to speak English first? Because they don't even know how to do that. Or the tuition being $62,000 for the year, but it does include a free iPad and a Mac. And it's like, well, yeah, when you put it in perspective, I'm kind of on the side of Povit. Like, can we just find a preschool that's like in our neighborhood that can just teach our kids the basic, basic, basics before we get into all this, maybe for like kindergarten, elementary school. I'm just saying. But what was really funny was watching them both try to figure out if the word inept was a negative word or not. And um, so that was a hilarious moment because they both were like, because she was writing something like, um, Rio is socially inept, like as if it was like a compliment. And then he was like, wait, is that a negative word? And she's like, um, I don't know. And he's like, well, you're the English major, wouldn't you know? And she's like, oh no, it's actually not, <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a positive word at all. So she's like, delete that. So that was funny. Um, and then we're kind of just getting right into Aaron's anniversary party. But before that, Aaron and her husband go to dinner and it's kind of weird because then her husband like doesn't want to check his coat and Aaron's like, no, check your coat. And he's like, no, I don't want to. I want to keep my coat with me. And I was like, oh, that's a red flag. What's going on? Um, but then it, he redeems himself because by the end of the scene, you know, there's this like back and forth with them where he's like, oh, do you want to rock? And she's like, yeah, I do. He's like, oh, you do? You want to rock? And she's like, yeah, I want to rock. And then he just reaches into his coat pocket and pulls out a ring box and opens it. And it's this massive, beautiful ring. But like Aaron's reaction was almost like, uh, holy moly, like what? Because I mean, I don't think she was really expecting a ring. I mean, they were just celebrating their anniversary and they're going to give each other their vows and do all that. But I, I mean, aside from the jewelry that she's borrowing from Jacob and company, I don't think she was expecting to get like a whole new engagement ring. But the ring was stunning, I will admit. But she kind of was like, how much was this? Are we broke now? Like, are you doing this for TV? Is this real? Can we afford this? Like, which totally understand. Because it's like, I'm sure that ring was a pretty, pretty penny. But mazel to them because the event was stunning. I thought she looked great. She actually had two outfits. Both I thought were really great on her. She looked great. He looked great. The only thing was, I think the event was in a place that was just way too big. It just felt like they were swallowed in this space. And it was clear that there was way too much of the, like, friends speaking and giving speeches. And it was clearly, like, going on and on and on. And, like, everyone was bored. Like, Bryn was definitely bored. She was totally, like, ready to get out of there or, you know, at least find someone to flirt with. And then that kind of backfired because then Bryn, in my opinion, took it a little too far. She started flirting with Aaron's husband and being a little too flirty for my taste in that type of situation specifically, um, which made Aaron's husband uncomfortable, obviously. And he kind of got the hell out of Dodge. He's like, I think I got to go say my vows now. But Bryn, I think was just being playful. I don't think she meant anything by it. However, it was not, the right place to do it or right event um i would say that so i'm sure aaron will have words with bryn because i saw next week's preview where uh aaron's husband said it made him uncomfortable or it was inappropriate which i do agree it was inappropriate and shouldn't have done that they you know she shouldn't have said that or you know joked around like that at, at their anniversary 
party. But um, Sai is complaining, uh, obviously, nothing to eat as per usual. I mean, there were pigs in a blanket. Now, I do, I do, I'm starting to see a pattern, though. Aaron, Aaron, unless there was other food there that that Sai just wasn't interested in, and they only showed us, like, the people walking around with the pig in the blankets. But I feel like Aaron doesn't really uh, prioritize food when she does any type of event. Um, I don't know. It's weird because, excuse me, Sai was like, she, she's, well, note to self, you know, if you ever host Sai at any of your events, guys, make sure you have a ton of food because the girl's hungry. And listen, I'm hungry all the time too. So I get it. Like, especially if you're like at an event and you're like, there's cocktails and stuff. You want to have like something to eat because, but I, I will say that food is not always a priority at events but usually at an anniversary party you would think there would be some like some food right because i mean you're saying your vows to each other you've let your friends speak um so it's kind of a reception so there should be like a main course even if i'm honest right i mean i don't know i've never been to an anniversary party like that but also like i said i felt like it was in too big of a space i feel like if it was in a much more uh, size appropriate space it probably would have actually looked a lot better in my opinion but the event was beautiful don't get me wrong it was stunning um jenna lets us know that her girlfriend or the woman that she was dating for the last year and a half uh it sounded like the woman broke up with her but uh, i guess she left it with you know it was a mutual decision on both parts but I feel like this is going to be the start of where Jenna and Sai start to build more of a friendship because I think this was finally the moment where Sai gets to peel the la- the layer back on Jenna a little bit. And Jenna was obviously comfortable enough to share what had happened with the breakup and what was kind of going on. And so from what we've seen so far with Jenna, she's been kind of private and she's kind of figuring out this new this new world if you will like being with a group of girlfriends and having to share your vulnerabilities and such so that was kind of interesting to see so i'm i'm excited to see that grow because i think there's a lot of potential there for that friendship um so aaron is getting herself all ready to uh change into her second outfit and by the time she gets back Sai has dipped out the side door. She's headed to Nobu because she is starving. But she fails to say goodbye to Aaron, which I don't know why she didn't do that. Like she could have easily just gone up to Aaron really quick and said, You know how I am about food. I am starving. I'm going to Nobu to get something to eat. I love you. This was beautiful. Bye. And then leave. But she dipped out. And then Aaron seemingly and rightfully was pissed because, you know, Aaron pointed out that just a couple weeks back, Sai was saying it was rude that Jenna left without saying bye when they were in the in, in the Hamptons. So uh, I don't know. I smell hypocrisy coming up next week being called out. Um, so listen, I thought this episode was an eight out of ten. I feel like it's getting more and and more um, cohesive. I feel like I'm excited now to watch every week. I feel like I've come over the hump um, 
of trying to get to know who the ladies are individually. I feel like I have enough of a snapshot of each of them now that I can start to follow their stories and their interactions with each other. So I definitely would love to hear what your thoughts are on the Roni season thus far. More specifically, this uh, episode from last night, I think what Jessel and her husband provided in their scene was reality TV gold. There are so many sound bites and memes that are going to come out of that scene. So uh, shout out to Jessel and Pavit for killing it um, in last night's episode. But that's all I have for uh, the episode recap for Real Housewives of New York. So I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as I am. And if you're not, I hope you come around eventually and meet us on the other side. Um, but before we head out of this episode, guys, I just want to remind you that we are now going to be putting out episodes Monday through Friday. And we also are going to be adding the video version of the podcast on YouTube. It will no longer just be on Spotify. So you can catch the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at Giorgio Says. And make sure you're following me on Instagram at Giorgio Says, as well as TikTok, um, because you want to get those quick recaps and quick Bravo Liberty news updates. I go to TikTok first. So make sure you're following me there. And if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, get subscribed and make sure you hit the notification bell so you don't miss out when I post. And, uh, if you could leave me a five-star review, if you loved this episode and podcast, that would be amazing. And that would definitely help out the podcast. And until tomorrow, guys, I will talk to you on the next episode. Have a great night.